Okay, good morning. So the big question, the big question that people ask time and again, and I was asked to speak about this this week, so I will, is Pchira, Pchira Chavshis, free will. Do we have free will? So yes, there's the humorous response by the cynics that say we must believe in free will, we have no choice. So try to wrap your head around that. Um, but the obvious question that everyone asks is if God knows everything, he knows everything beforehand, so how could we, so whatever choice we made was already known beforehand. But you go deeper, there are other questions as well. Especially Apexidis that we learned, we discussed last week, that his service is Bechol Rega Mamish, that if the Abishta wants to stop creating the world, he doesn't have to do anything. So every second is completely sustained by a Lukus. You know the famous uh, difference between how a Chassid answers the question of the Abishta wanted to destroy the world and a Misnagid, or a Nit Chassid. So, Aisha Locha will answer, let's look in the tale. The Abishta will bring a marble, then he'll bring a fire. And when you mevayah something, beer, you burn it. It's like considered ace mitzias. And we hold effort to, cre- to destroy the world. And a chassid answers very simple. The Ebrister wanted not to have a world. He doesn't have to do anything. He just stops speaking. He stops willing. And everything just ceases to be. So based on that, where's the b'chal room for b'chira? The very hand, that will lift itself to do something, God forbid, bad, is being sustained that very second by, by the Ebrister, every second. You couldn't do a thing without that alakus. And at the same time, he's saying that when it comes to Bechira, you have the choice, real choice, and not illusion. Because if Bechira is an illusion, you know, using the Rambam's words, that Bechira is a Yesaid, Chazok, absolute foundation in all of Yiddishkeit, because without that, there's no responsibility and no accountability and no schar and einish. And there's no, um, how could you obligate someone who doesn't have a choice? For example, um, a predator in the wild, a tiger goes hunting and kills a prey, you're not going to prosecute the tiger and say, hey, you killed an animal. It doesn't have choice. That's the way it was wired. That's the way it was created. And it actually has a purpose even. But human being, no. There's a whole uh, laws and halachas that's expected. Even when we're asleep. So we clearly know that Pchir is not an illusion. I'm just negating all the different possible arguments. It's real. And yet at the same time, it's not just the idea Hashem, it's also Yisavos, is B'chorega in every second. Another obvious question is the famous, we know, Le'yidach Memenu Nidach. The Rambam Paskins, B'seif Yisrael Eisen Shuva, B'seif Golusen Yisrael Eisen Shuva, M'yad Hei Negolim. As a halacha, haftacha. So that's Pchira. So what's the Pchira exactly? The end, Le'yidach Memenu Nidach. We say, and Hayyemim brings from the Alter Rebbe, Ayid Nishta Vil Nishta Kenzayin Obgerisim from Elikus. He can't. Nishta Vil, he doesn't want to. And Nishta can, he can't. That seems to be a direct state of Pchira. So then he doesn't have choice. <coughs> yeah, he may have choice whether he's, uh, it could be today or tomorrow, or it's Begoli or Behelem. 
But the etzim ha'iyan, the etzim ha'nefesh, we say Yisrael v'kutsh b'rich v'kul achad, and the etzim ha'nefesh is connected to the Ebrister, and that we have no choice over that. And all the expressions that we use, ma'minim b'nei ma'minim ma'fal pishachat Yisrael, etc., etc. So b'chir is, is not a simple matter. So to address this uh, properly, even though there are many different places, there are letters from the Rebbe, there's the Mephoshim and Pikiovis on the Mishnah that says, the Mishnah itself says both, both elements. Hakol Tzofei, Hakol, the Ebrister knows everything, Varshus Nesuna. So the Ebrister knows everything, and then the next phrase says that Rishus is given. How do you reconcile? The Mishnah itself is bringing both together. So right there in Medrash Shmuel, and another Mephoshim and Pikiovis, they talk Barichus about it. Some of these commentaries are brought in the in Chassidus, in the Rebbe's letters, which I'll quote soon. So it's not a topic that began with Chassidus. It's a topic that goes back from the beginning of time. And, uh, of course, the Rambam himself addresses it, and the Raivid has a Hagah, Hagah Sarayvid, the Asogah Sarayvid, rather, on the Rambam. So it's a topic that is everywhere. And yet, you see, time and again, everybody asks the question. Can't tell you how many times I hear the question again and again, even from people who are scholars and so on. For some reason, we can't wrap our head exactly around it. So I'll try to do is a gather together everything that everything, not everything, mamish, but at least bechlolos, what has been written about it, and put it also in an organized way, and uh, and also explain why it's so hard to wrap our head around it. And the first reason why it's so hard is because of the example I gave. We are so accustomed to a world where everything is cause and effect. There's nothing in this world that has really free will. It doesn't exist. God forbid you put your hand in fire, it's going to get burned. You throw up an object, it's going to fall to the ground. These are rules. These are like deterministic, what we call laws of deterministic rules of nature that are built into the system. And from a Taylor point of view, the Abishta built it in. That's why it says, Kosher Kikriyas Yamsuf. And why is it hard for the Abish to create Yamsuf? He created the Yam, he created Yabosha. What's the big thing? Because the Abish himself bound himself to the laws of nature. And he said, after the Mabel, when there was the the Hefzik, the Mazolus for that year stopped. The Abish said, that he won't do such a thing again. And even when the Abishta makes a miracle, even Kriyas Yamsuf, you see, it's not complete suspension of nature. It came out of Ruachaz, there's a strong wind that makes the water go up as walls. The Abishta could have just made a path. More than that, he could have just made the water disappear. He could have just made them walk on water. There's so many ways that it could have happened. So even the Ness, and we don't call it Ness Malubish, but Teva, and yet still the Abishta didn't completely destroy Teva. So whatever reason, the Abishta himself bound himself to a world of rules and cause and effect. So the very concept of Abkhira goes against the grain of everything we know. So suddenly there comes an area where there's free, real free will. Everything is deterministic. Just to bring a, a secular uh, a, a point, there was a philosopher, a French philosopher, his name was Laplace. In the end of the in 19th century, he wrote and said that if we can get all the data on a human being or on anything, in this world, you can predict everything that will happen till the end of time. The only problem is this had the idea. We don't have the data. In other words, if we can figure out your DNA and everything that you're wired and put it into, let's say, a computer, it can, it can tell you exactly what you're going to do the rest of your life. 
not predict the future, just understand cause and effect. Because, like I said, there, there, there are, and of course when he said it, you can imagine the religious world got very upset. Because essentially said that there's no such thing as pechira. The only reason we have choice is because we don't know. But if you knew every detail, you could predict everything a person will do. Now it's interesting, in the 20th century came along in science the concept of, in quantum mechanics, I'm not doing a science lesson here, but just to mention, the Rebbe brings it in some places, the Heisenberg's theory, uh, called uncertainty principle, that actually on a subatomic level, there are things that are not deterministic, not because we don't know, but the SM, it's probable it can go this way, it can go that way. As a matter of fact, the Rebbe even wrote once on a sikha that I prepared, I remember first Fabrengen I ever wrote, Hanoche, Shabbos Pashim, Mikhez Tov Shemem. So the Rebbe spoke there about, uh, about the Chalemus, the, the Pasuk in Vayeshev, of Shomeres Hadovar, that when, Yaakov, when Yesef told his Chalemus to his brothers, so, and they of course got all upset, because the two Chalemus were all about how they're going to bow to him, and he'll be the Melech. And it says, Yaakov, of Shomeres Hadovar. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? There's a lot of meaning. What means Avishomrasadov? So it says, Hakil Helech Acharapisr. That Yaakov didn't say anything because he knew if you don't interpret the dream, Ilavdafka is going to happen that way. It means Hakil Acharapisr. When you interpret it, you actually make it a reality. So Yaakov withheld Shomrasadov and he was quiet. That's what the Gemara says. So the Rebbe explained, what does that mean? It's a Cholom Emes. For false Cholom, it's one thing. But if it's a true cholim, it's going to be fulfilled. And we saw it was fulfilled. That they did it. He was a Mishnah Melech, etc. And the Rebbe explains, because there is a state, the cholim is a state which has not yet been defined. And the Pisan HaCholim can actually, trans- can actually make it happen. And the Rebbe said, the Dugme, where it says in Samach Vov, that Lifniat Simpson, there's the Ketz, which means it can go many other ways. It's Ketz. We don't know which spheres. It's not just ten spheres. And then the Eberster chose that it should be Davka, these Esther spheres. So you see there's a matzav where it's still like Yechelis, Ha'atzmus. So the Rebbe showed that there's a Darge, in other words, that it's not yet defined. And interestingly, that is essentially in quantum mechanics, there's a concept that things are not defined. So Laplace was wrong. Even if you have all the data, there's certain things you cannot de- determine. They're determined afterwards by the interpreter, by the observer, and so on. I don't want to go much more into that. I just wanted to bring it out because it's a question that people ask. You ask scientists, they'll say, no, there's no free will. But a lion has free will, a tiger has free will, a fire has free will, nothing has free will. This is one, I believe, one of the reasons why it's hard to really fully understand. That's why it's critical, and I'll begin with the, the famous Rambam. Al-Tarebbe brings in Lekutetere Emer, and the Pasuk, Hain Hoya Odom Ka'achad Mimenu, so they used to basically say, What's the Akachad Mimenu? The Ebrister says the human being is like, like us, meaning like himself, like the Ebrister. So he says, that's Pechira. That the Ebrister gave a divine gift, basically, something only the Ebrister has. Because like I said, everything in this world has a Sibah Mesubav. Yilavol, cause and effect. The only thing that doesn't is the Lashon of Ageres HaKedosh, Simachov, Mitzusim Asmuseh. Only the Abish does not has, doesn't have any teva kavyachol, any so-called nature that you can predict and say he's going to do this. He's going to predict nothing. The Abish is not bound by anything. This world is bound by rules. It was created with rules. So it has to follow those rules. 
The Abish is the creator of the rules. So he's not bound by any rules. So he's the only one that has true mitzvusi matzmusi, the only thing that doesn't have a sibiv ila, shekod melechaz v'sholem. So b'meila, total b'chira. Whatever he wants, he does. Call yachol. He could choose. Once he chooses, he can bind himself to that. And, and maybe we'll talk about it later. Chassidus says that once the Ebrisha is boicher, then it's a, a, a mitis hischaivus, uh, because he didn't have to. So when he chooses, it's, it's absolutely that way. It's not like optional. By us, we choose because we don't have a choice, so to speak. So the Ebrisha gave us a piece of godliness, something that only the Ebrisha has. And that itself is already a big chiddush. That means that we have something that is against goals. You have to eat. You can't live without eating for uh, seven days. You can't go without drinking for three days. That's why it says, someone says, I won't drink. It's, it's a neder shav. It's meaningless. Because it's not possible. So there are things that we have not. You can jump up 10 feet, 5 feet. You can't jump up 100 feet. It's not possible. Even as much as a person exercises. There are absolute hagbolas. But the Eberster said, I will give you one thing, a piece of myself, so to speak. Just like Al-Derech, I but Al-Derech gives something that's elokus, that is giving us something that's not human. More than not human, it's not natural. So that's the first thing that I just want to state for the record, which is perhaps why it's so hard to wrap our heads around it, because we don't have any examples for it. Because you don't. There's nothing else in existence that has that type of that comes from elokus. Everything in this world, as I said, cause and effect. Nothing has choice. Everything's like a clock. The sun rises in the morning. You can predict exactly when it's going to rise and everything. Everything is all figured out. But, let's, but nevertheless, that would be, if you stopped right here, it would be basically, it would be like, okay, the apist is called yachl, so you can give a human being a power to do something that free will. But, it's, but we still have to answer a lot of questions. So... Let's go more deeper into this, and especially because Abraham himself wanted us to understand it as much as possible. So the way I'll break it down is uh, in, the, in the structure of Chassidus itself. So we know that the relationship between Elokus and Velt is in three ways. Amal Kalam, Sev of Kalam, and Atzmus. Now, um, for example, in Tanya, Perigimul, Al-Tareb, when he speaks about right away there in the beginning, these Bonunus, that brings to Ava Vayira. So he says, Mizbainin and what? Memalakalam, Sevaklam, Ukulakamei, Kalachashu. Three things. The Rebbe, I think, once wrote or said that Samachvov is Gibait on the three Klolim. Memala, Sevav, Asmus. And you see in many letters of the Rebbe, many Biyurim, the Rebbe sums things up in these three ways. So I believe we can also apply all the Biyurim in Bechira that I've seen. Go into the category, either you're talking about the Malaklaman or Sevaklaman Mitzad Atmos. And each one has a different beer in how you explain Bhira and reconcile Bhira and Yidia or Bhira and Ashgacha or Bhira and like I said before, Etzem. It's, it's and, and you and when you mix, and you conflate these, you mix them up, it gets very confusing because they're not the same answers. So I'm gonna go through step by step, starting the discussion of Bhira and Yidiya in Mamal Kalaman, and then in Sevav Kalaman, and then in Asmus. So, <coughs> um, just to give a little few Maramekemis, you can look in the Esophis, the Chelek Zayin, the in the back in Bechul Kesai, uh, where the Rebbe talks, there's a few powerful letters about it. There's obviously the Sikha, the Vayak, um, what is it, um, is it Vayakal, Vayakal Menvov that I mentioned last week, the Hadran, the Rambam, the Rebbe brings there in some of the notes, 
And there's more places where the Rebbe discusses it. Um, there's a Sichis Echelik Yudches, uh, where he talks about, um, was it the Sicha of, is it Shlach or Kedach, I believe? Maybe Kedach. Um, and, there's, and there's some more. <coughs> but, so here, here's, here's the first step of understanding this issue. It's not the idea. We talk about idea. The Ebishter knows what's going to be. So everything you're going to do today, the table, the mutav, is already known. Hakol Yidua. Hakol Sofi. That's the basic concept that Ebishter can know everything because he's not bound by Hever, uh, by over by the Gidre Azman, Ovar Hever and Osid. So if he knows what's going to happen, everyone I do ask, how could we choose? So the answer to that actually is the simplest one. Because what, what does that mean that he knows? Because if someone knows something, does it mean it affects you? Not necessarily. So the Rebbe brings, this is the, the famous Hasoga of the Raivet on the Rambam. The Raivet says, what kind of question? When the Rambam asks, how is it possible? Pechira and Yidiya. So the Raivet says, we see it all the time. The concept of a stargazer, someone that sees the future. Yidiya see this, like a Novi. So a Novi knows what's going to happen. And we don't say the Novi affects what's going to happen. He knows. It's like someone from the outside, just like some people know things before, afterwards. So now you know it after the fact. You know it before the fact. As long as you don't tell the person who's choosing and you don't uh, hold their hand, meaning affect them, the idea, so to speak, is outside of the person and doesn't affect them. The idea itself, in other words, doesn't affect choice. And the Rebbe brings from Medeshmul, so the Rameir Amashlani, I think is the name, Ramashlagi explains it at length. This answer that idea is not a state of because idea does not affect the the yodea, the, the yodua, the thing that is known. And the Ravid says it befedish. Okay, so that's a very basic answer by idea and The Problem is, of course, that that's a good answer on the level of mamalakalam, because mamalakalam is taka. You know, Chassidus says the difference between yodua and yodea. So Mamala is Ebrish the Lelokus is Mislabish in Welt, even in Gidre Hazman and Mokim. So even though the Ebrish obviously knows beforehand what's going to be, but he does not affect the existence. The problem is, as the Rebbe writes in one letter, one letter, he says that, the, that that's by us is the fact. He, the Rebbe gives another example. I should get, give another example before I continue. I give the example of Yidea Siddhis. The Rebbe says another example would be, you, you, know, you, you know someone well. You know that tomorrow, if something happens so-and-so, you know how they're going to react. Because you know them. Does that mean your idea is affecting how they're going to react? Or the, the way they react is affecting your idea? You just happen to know that person. I don't know the person, so I can't predict how he's going to behave. Let's say, you know, very often we plan something, you have to tell somebody uh, something that you know is going to shock them. So pretty much you can know some people get shocked, some people are, this is a reaction. That's when you know them. So it's because it's it's you know, your idea doesn't affect their reaction. As their reaction affects your idea. It happens to be that you know that person well beforehand. The Rebbe brings these examples to explain how your idea does not affect Bechira. On the contrary, the Ebrister, so to speak, is like have a, has a bird's eye view. You know, it's like, let's say you're walking down a road. So you don't know what's coming up in the road. But imagine someone standing on a mountain and they see the road ahead of you and they see that there's a... Uh, they see there's a hole so, so, and then you walk and you, you, God forbid you fall into the hole so you're going to say because they knew there's a hole that's why you fell no they happen to be watching from the outside didn't affect you they don't say anything then 
what, what happens is they just were able to see beforehand what would happen. So it's not like affecting. But that's all predicated on Yediyah as we know it. I know what you may do, or I can predict what you're going to do. Doesn't mean my Yediyah affects you. But Yediyah Salakul, Yediyah by the Ebrister, is Mahava. The Ebrister is not just a Yediyah. He doesn't know, he also creates. In other words, the, so we have to answer, how do we do with that? Yes, if the Ebrister was just a detached so-called observer is one thing. But the Ebrister is, like we said before, Mahava, Machayim, Machayim. And the idea of the Ebrister is Mahava, not just from the outside. So we need a second level of explanation. So the Rebbe says, again, he's quoting other sources, but this would be now the beer on Sevev Khan. So we have to understand Sevev. In the Lashon of the Rambam, even though Rambam doesn't use language of Chsidis, the Rambam, what is the Rambam's answer? The Asogos Arayved is on the Rambam, which also will explain what did the Rambam mean. Well, the Arayved seems to have a very close kasha. That the Rambam says, the Rambam answers, We don't know how the Eberster knows things. So since it's a mystery how the Eberster knows, he could know something and it doesn't affect us. So of course, why doesn't he just answer like the Rambam answers? Because the Raivet is speaking, it's a Mamalakalam. Mamalakalam, you could answer that. That so-called, the Yediz Alekus, is outside of the Nivre, Kavyochu. But from, from Pchina of Sevaklam, which is Mahava, you can't answer that. So now you have to answer that the Ebrister has a way of knowing something, Be'efem Makif. That's called Sevaf. What means Be'efem Makif? That he could be there, and at the same time, not affect. Like the Rebbe brings in some places that if they, that's why you find at times you say the Ebrister knew something, but he didn't say it. If the Ebrister had said it with Dibur, that would change the whole picture because then he would affect the situation. But just a Yediyah, Yediyah could be Bukhinis Makif, and we know a Makif does not have to affect something. How? It's a mystery. That's what the Rambam says. So the answer in this case is that in some mysterious way the Ebrister is able to suspend that his Yediyah Though it's Mahava, doesn't affect our choice. So essentially, it's an answer that is an answer that makes sense, but it's not like you. We understand it. We just understand the Ebrister can do that, and that's what he does. So those are the first two level answers that you see in many places when it comes to this thing. Either, as I said, the idea doesn't affect, or even if it does affect, the Ebrister can make it in a way that he shouldn't affect it, and therefore the person has total pchira. So those are like the first two level answers. But the problem, of course, is the biggest one is Misad Etzem. This is all good Misad Giluim. You know, Mamala, Seviv. But Atzmus is Bechlam not Shaykh to all these things. As I said before, the way a person was created, Aid, Nishta Vilnish Nishta Kenzain Agadis of Funalakus. So what do you do with that? So here, there's two points that need to be made. And this gets a little more complicated, obviously. Again, we don't want to just rely on Kol Yochel. Because Kol Yochel, then, then you could just say Kol Yochel, and that's it. We want to try to understand it as much as possible. So, um, so there's two key points to remember here. Remember a few weeks ago, I read the Rishima from the Rebbe, uh, connected to Yud Gimel Ir, the Rebbe's brother's yard site. So the Rebbe brings there, is there a Echelik Lama Gimel here? I just want to read the actual Lashon. Because it's very helpful here to understand. Chelik Lamed Lukut is Lamed Gimel? I think it's Lamed Gimel, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's Chav Zayin. Huh? Huh? Just one second, one second, one second. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Maybe it's Chav Zayin. Just let me just check. Maybe Chav Zayin. 
Go ahead, yeah, yeah. Please. The Indian was looked at Gideose in way. My mistake, my mistake. One second, first of all, a minute. It's not safe about Midbar. It's either Chavov. Uh, no, it's not Chavov. It's Chavzayin. Um, so I think it's Chela Chavzayin, right? That's where the Rishim is? Yeah. Chavzayin. I said Lamed Gimel, I meant Lamed Beis. Okay, sorry, fine. Yeah, please go ahead. Okay, I'll tell you what I said. I'll tell you what I said. I'll tell Aber und mehr kann er sein früher, was ist sein später? Das ist ein Spätter. 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 Das ist ein er ist nicht da, er kann sich nicht dingen mit ihm. Ich kann sich nicht dingen mit ihm, aber ich wurde gesagt, als er. Seit ich kam, dass Masbri sein mit Satz Sevev sehr leicht, um da Verstand kommen zu Atmos, weil Sevev sehr viel mehr ist, war viel mehr Maule. Ich habe gesagt, Moshe Dugme, a person standing on a mountain, and he sees what's going to be. He sees it before it happened because he sees it like from the mile. But okay. No, he sees it before it happened already. Okay, so in other words, he sees now what will be afterwards. Okay. So what I wanted to say was the first point regarding the big issue of Bechira. So the Rebbe writes like this here, which is interesting. He speaks about Bechira and he says like this. Remember, we, we, I just repeat what we learned then. He said, because the Eber says, Kavon el Yena is that there should be the Yeridus Nishtalshus Mamayl Lamato V'akavona Shati Achrechach Aliyah Achrechach Aliyah V'kivah Shekeno Akavona Eliyena Ari Nasa Kein Bepeil Kein Ma'akav Chaz V'sholom So then the question is what about Bechira? So the Rebbe says like this These are your words U'bechira Sa'odam Kevez Mehira Sa'aliyah That's what the Rebbe answers that the Kfiyas, the Bechidus Adam affects how fast it's going to happen. That the Aliyah is going to happen, like Le Yidduch Memen and Yidduch, that everyone will have an Aliyah at the end, like uh, Save Galuson, Sral Eisen Shuva, Miyadhe Nagolin. It's for sure going to happen. But Bechidus is, 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 the issue is, Nehirus Aliyah. Okay. And the Eifen Aliyah. In other words, for example, if a person, uh, God forbid, sins, so the Eifen Ali is going to be through tshuva. 
a tzaddik, the Eifan Aliyah, would not be through tshuva. That's what the Rebbe brings here. So basically he says, So the Becher is Nenash because that was not his Kavona. But the bottom line is, everybody is going to have the Aliyah, and the Bechir is only in how fast, and uh, the, the manner, how it's going to get there. So notice, if Adam and for example, did not sin, and that their Bechira would have been, and Mashiach would have come. They did. Mashiach is still going to come, but now it's going to take more years, more time. That's how the Rebbe explains it here. But that still leaves, I mean, the Rebbe doesn't answer the Shalab Bechira. He's just saying that's how he explains Bechira. But this question still means, so what does that mean? That we don't really have Etzim Bechira. We have only Bechira, how fast is it going to happen? So we have to explain a little more what this is. Why, why, what's that to say that we have the Bechir of the Etzim? Okay, what, at what point is What's not satisfied really is that uh, the idea, let's say, the Rambam says that say you saw in tzchar neinish. So, um, so when a person chooses right now, you're saying the only thing that's really affecting. It's not like you really have choice. You're ultimately going to choose good. You just didn't choose it right now, but the tomorrow, at the end of the, at the end of the story, you will choose. It just makes the bechira sound like a lot less uh, significant. That's a, Can you say that? You could. But uh, you'll see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it in a deeper way now. And the, because here comes the big question. The Rebbe brings in some places that Pechira means that you have to have two things that are equal paths. Because if not, it's not Pechira. It brings from Tanya. That why Laman Nidma Gufei Yisrael That's why you could say Vanavacharta. Because if one thing is apples and one thing is oranges and you want apples, there's no Pechira. So you need the apples to both, to both categories be apples, and you choose which apple you want. The Rebbe brings this example in a number of places. Now, based on that, the question, as I said, uh, but in this case we're talking about here that at the end of the day, that Eid will always choose an Elokus. The Rambam Paskins even in Hilchus Gedishin, that's why it's uh, the Indian of Kfir, where Kefunei Se'achem Eretzani, how could you be Kefit, uh, Star a get Musa, and the Rambam says because that's what he really wants. It's the Yitzrei who she'onse. That's what he really wants. So is it just a matter of choice? As okay, two things look equal. It's a lot deeper than that. So therefore, you have to go back to understand the bigger issue here. Why Taka does the Eibushter the only one? I mentioned in the beginning that the only one you could really say Pchira Mitlis is by the Eibushter. Why is that the case? So the Pashtunzika reason is because Abraham is not defined by anything. We were created that we need to eat. So that's it. There's no choice about that. You can do nothing about it. If you want to live, you have to eat. The same other things that we have that are nature. We have to breathe. But Abraham, you can't say any of that because he's the beta and he created all these rules. So there's no rule you can say that applies to the Abraham. That's the Russian where the Rajba brings. If there's Nimnois, is there something that's not possible that the Ebrist is limited by? And the answer is no. Nimna nimnois. That's what nimna nimnois means. That the nimnois, which would be some obstacle, is nimna. There's an obstacle to the obstacle. That's it's an interesting twist of words. But basically, nothing is, nothing is not possible. Basically. But only by the Ebrist. Because the Ebrist doesn't have a tchuna or teva or any shape or form or, or definition. Completely not. 
and every definition that exists on the Adarab, the Abish to create it. He could choose to bind himself to it and say, I will follow those rules too. They are, are his rules. But when we say, for example, Kishem the Chassidus brings from the Vedas HaKedosh, what are we saying? Not the Ebrister became Gvul Chaz Vashon. It's a Kayach. There's no limit. He can create Bligvul. He can create Gvul. gvul. Bligvul is also a creation. To say the Ebrister is only Bligvul is not a, necessarily a Mila. It's a Mila compared to a Gvul. But the Ebrister is beyond Bligvul. So, so Bligvul is like a Mashmala. So he could also create Gvul. And when he does, that's also part of his Yechelis. Yechelis to create Gvul is not weaker than Yechelis to create Bligvul. So basically, that's the basic reason why everything, therefore, is pure choice. You know, could he have chosen not to have a Nesava? So the answer, of course, is of course he could have chosen. But that's what Nesava means. That's he desires to have Dirabitakhtain. So it's, in other words, higher than all these concepts of, of, of Hechrich or Tam Sichli or reasons. Or all the logic that we apply to everything that is not apl- applicable by the Ebishter. But what does that really mean? So then we say, so then when he chooses, what happens? And let's say when he chooses, it says, it says, Once the Ebishter chose, that's what he chose. So now, is he bound once he chooses or not? And this is the interesting thing, and this is the critical thing. So the Eberster then suddenly, what happened? Did he move from a state where he was completely detached, so to speak, and not defined, and now he's chosen, and now so-called he's stuck? Kavyochwa can move on. Now that he said, in other words, can it be possible that the Eberster should not choose Am Yisro? So in Tehidah Shalom, the Rebbe Rashab says, it's not that he should choose, he says, Ivan, that's what he says. There's a there, put him. So that seems to be a student to the whole thing. Of course, he could have chosen whatever he wanted. But we, are, we understand, could he have chosen? Can he choose something else? Can he choose? There shouldn't be Tater Mitzvahs. So Chassidus says the language is, it's a rotsen atzmi. Tater Mitzvahs is not just a choice, you know, optional. It's a rotsen atzmi. And Mitzvahs misyachsas ala atzmus. But how do you reconcile that? On one hand, you say, they should completely not bound by anything. Anything. Not even Tater Mitzvahs, not even Yisrael, nothing. And then at the same time, you say it's a rotsen atzmi. Misachsas al atzmus. In other words, there are things in this world that can change. He rotsen, for example, a person that can be a gzeda, a person is not well, and then he gets a refushleim, and able to change, so to speak, his position. I'm not talking about in etzen. And also, when we say, ani Hashem leishanisi, also seems to imply that the way it is is the way it is, and it can be changed. So here is where Chassidus introduces this concept, which is a very subtle concept. I'll try to explain it in the short time we have. The concept that Asmus is not nitfas, not nitfas in his choices. That's a critical piece here. What does that mean? When we make a choice, even if it's Bechir HaChavshis, you're nitfas in your choice. If you decide right now, you commit to something, unless you change your mind, you are now committed to it. And you're nitfas, you're defined by it. You're, there's rules and you're defined by it and you have to get involved in it and so on. If you didn't choose, you didn't choose. But the Eberster could be that even when he chooses, he's not defined by what he chooses. He always remains not nitfus. Not nitfus doesn't mean he doesn't care. It means that he's not defined by it. 
we are defined by things because we, are a, we live in a world of definitions. So basically, what real pechida means, not just you can choose between two options. It means what you choose is not imposed on you. When we choose to eat, or whatever, we're not really choosing because we have to eat. So now you're fulfilling what you have to do. Because the Ebesha doesn't have to do it, so when he does it, he's not defined by it. So in other words, the real pechida mitis in etzem is not mitzad that he could choose, could the Ebesha choose evil? We say no. It's not shy of the Ebesha to choose evil. Not because he's teva hatev only, because the Ebesha doesn't have a nature. It's because when the Ebesha chooses something, he's not nitfus in it. The concept of evil is something the Ebesha bechalal not shy to the Ebesha. So even when he chooses tev, he's not nitfus, he's not defined by it which is different than everything else in existence. So what Chassidus is saying is that when the etzim of Eid is connected to the etzim of the Eibishter, and the Le'yidach Memen and and ultimately will do tshuva, what is Pechira there? Pechira really means that you're choosing who you really are. And you, don't, you can't change that. You can't change your, the fact that, you're, uh, that the etzim of Eid is bound, like we said before, is bound, nishta vil, nishta kenzayin, abgerisim felakus, but the question is, why are you choosing? Are you choosing because you were brought up like that? Or because it's cultural? Or because it makes sense? Or are you choosing because that's your etzem? And when your etzem chooses something, it's not nitfiz by it. It's who you are. It's not imposed. So to put it in very blunter terms, you could, you could argue that most people that are shame to tell the mitzvahs today are doing so because they grew up with it. They didn't really choose it. Who chose it? Most of us. Talk about a Baal in a moment. But who chose it? You grew up in a home from your youngest age, impressionable age, you were taught to do everything. And that's where you are. You, yeah, you could choose to leave, but it's not so easy. You've been programmed. Can you say it's really total, total bchira? And you're absolutely nitfus in it because that's what defines you. And lahavdal, rahman al-san, if you grew up in a different type of home, you'd be nitfus in that style, whatever that culture was. Comes to Baltruva, we could argue about it. You could also say Baltruva also has a pnia. His life was not working. He sees the appeal of Yiddishkeit. In other words, there's a tam das to the choice of becoming a Jew. When we say that is not a matter of there's a reason. It means that's your etzen. And the question is not whether you're going to do it because somebody convinced you or because it's, it makes sense to you. Is because it's like a person connecting to who they are. And when they do that, and they connect to the Bechidah Sa'atzmus, Mitzadat, Bechidah doesn't mean the choice between two things. Bechidah means that what you choose, you're not nitfasin. You always remain beyond being defined by it. So just I'll give you an example. Um, you have uh, two, uh, two tzaddikim. And one person comes and insults the tzaddik. And the tzaddik takes it to heart. And uh, he has a kpeda. Another tzaddik is on a higher level, and he's not, he doesn't have a kpeda, it doesn't affect him. And yet, apiteda, the person did something wrong. He was mevaza Talmud Chachim, he was mevaza a Rebbe, or whatever. And because of that, the Rebbe will say, that you have to do certain things for a tikkun. Not because it affected me, because that's what the teda is meant. In other words, two different situations. One was nitfis in it, and one is not nitfis. The fact that things are chosen by us, doesn't always mean it's because we're defined by it. So what Chassidus is saying is that the first level of Pechira, the first two levels of Pechira that we spoke about, 
is a bechira that makes more sense. You have, you have two options. You could either do right or wrong, and you choose. The highest level of bechira is not a bechira between right and wrong. It's a bechira that is defined. Is it because you're defined by it, or is it because that's your etzem? And because it's your etzem, you're not, you're not, it's not imposed upon you. In other words, no one forced you to do it. No one compelled you. There's no particular reason. It's because the etzem is etzem. And when the etzem chooses something, it's not defined by its choice. So essentially it means that we become like on the level, like I said before, ka'achad mimenu, like on the level of etzem. And asmus is not nitfus. Lasted love, we're told, that will be the etzem will be bigoli. We'll have both elements. We'll be human beings like we are. But we'll also be Yakeli Yashan Miti, Yashan will be one with Yashan Miti. What does that really mean? It means we'll have an Atzmizdike element to ourselves that just like the Abish is not Nitfis and not defined by things and not Mukhrich, we too will be that way. That will be our ultimate Achdus, the ultimate connection. So that's ultimately then Bechira takes on a whole different meaning. It's not Bechira whether you can do this or you can do that. No, you can, you can choose good. Like they, but you're not nitfus in it. And that's already b'chira because it means it's not, you're not defined by it. So when you say someone says, I'm free to do whatever I want. Not necessarily. As long as there's some force that is imposing itself on you, whether it's a taiva or whether it's a good thing, that's not real b'chira. When, however, when a person says, I'm doing it because that's who I am, that's the etzim of who I am, and I'm not, not because someone else outside is compelling me, that ultimately is the ultimate b'chira. And that is Shaykh, obviously, only on that highest level of the etzim. This is a brief, you know, this is a big topic, especially this last part that I just described. It's a lot more subtle. But it's a brief description of Bechira and several different beauties. If there's more questions and so on, I could maybe do another share in it if necessary. It's already uh, late, so I don't want to overextend my uh, welcome here. Uh, but if you have questions or anything, I'll be happy to continue this discussion. But for now, let's stop here. And uh, choose well. <laughs> okay. So is that is that nowadays you have real bechira because without meaning most of our decisions are based on certain outside influences. Well, the truth is, we we on the on the on, on the external level bechira is pretty is pretty. Uh, look, it 